Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. The title of this micro show today is a little tongue-in-cheek, Born to Share, because no one is born knowing how to share what I'm talking about, specifically share your work. It is at best uncomfortable and at worst, a lot worse. <laughs> that said, if you strongly resist sharing and or promoting your work, if this is you, or if you've ever had this, a glimmer of this, a hint, a fleeting feeling, it's time to ask yourself, are you working on the right stuff? A lot of people talk about sharing, a lot of people talk about how it's important, and then a lot of people also talk about how it's uncomfortable doing so. That's natural, but if it's a real blocker, I have to wonder if you're working on the right stuff. See, back in graduate school, I tried every way I could to incorporate the creativity that I was feeling in my bones, specifically, mostly at the time, photographic, but I wanted to incorporate all this creativity into my academic projects, into my, my writing, specifically in graduate school. I was in graduate school for philosophy and how to infuse very technical, academic, philosophical writing with creativity was clearly a mystery and a struggle. Right. Despite all the effort, I never wanted to share my work, the creativity that I was doing with anyone in my circle of friends. Eventually, I realized that this was because I wasn't actually excited about or proud of the work. I was doing what I could to make the best of the situation, but I was at that time, I was not walking my path. I had different aspirations that I was ignoring. I was shelving my creativity and writing very technical philosophical prose for graduate school and not able to infuse one with the other or infuse rather specifically the creativity into the writing. I was pursuing art, I would say on the side with a very limited autonomy and it was better than not creating at all, but it was definitely now I know looking back a half measure and that half measure was not getting it done. It was not going to give me the life, the living that I wanted. And ultimately, it was that resistance that I realized was a good thing because it was a marker. It was in not feeling proud enough to share the work that I realized that I actually wasn't working on the right stuff, that I specifically was working on the wrong stuff altogether. And that I needed to leave graduate school behind for good. You see, when you love your work, there's a feeling that it needs to be in the world. Even if you're unsure of your ability or even if you feel like your work might not be ready for prime time, there is some feeling that it needs to be in the world and it doesn't feel like selling. You have to trust me on this because if you are not in this position right now, you can think that I might be, this is, this is from personal experience, from interviewing, I'll say thousands of people on the topic, having conversations with people face to face, you know, after I get off stages, meeting new people for the first time, this is a recurring theme. You have to start at some point to believe in your stuff, regardless of ability, believing that your stuff will make people happier, make them smarter, make them feel, make them think, drive social change, help people feel more fulfilled or entertained or whatever. And it isn't dirty or selfish to believe this about your work. It's not dirty or selfish to promote these ideas through the vehicle of your work, to share or to invite others to your work when you are truly proud of it. You don't have to be proud of all of it either. 
you can want to refine this skill or that aspect of your work. And in this case, it's not really just the eyeballs you're after, right? It's the hearts and the minds and the human connection. It is the purpose that your work is meant to serve. That underlying purpose, that is something worth sharing. And if you're working on this stuff, if you're working on the right stuff, sharing is key. Now, I don't want to just trot this out here and pretend it's easy because sharing our work requires resilience, requires discipline, and we must cultivate this mindset. In addition to a creative mindset, we must cultivate this mindset of resilience, of discipline, of strength, facing down our own insecurities, sidestepping imposter syndrome, and following the pull of our passion instead of pushing ourselves to where we think we ought to be. We develop a sharing mindset with practice by doing it over and over and over. And let's just take marathon running, for example. Do you start out on day one and run a marathon? You do not. You run a half mile, and then you run a mile, and then you run two miles. In short, you start out by working small and getting bigger. And the same is true with sharing mindset. We develop the sharing mindset with practice and by starting small. So give me an example here. If you wanted to do a main stage, say TED Talk, are you going to jump straight into sending in your application to TED? Some people mistakenly think that's a good idea. That is not a good idea. A good idea is to start small, to join a local improv group, to work on your improv skills, your speaking skills. Uh, find short, unpaid speaking opportunities at, at small conferences, in your community somewhere, do an open mic night. Anything that will get you out in front of a bunch of strangers to rack up experience is small, lightweight, low-consequence ways. Now, it's natural to be scared when you begin to share your work, but when you do this more habitually, even if it's with your spouse or your peers at work, you start to feel momentum. Start small and be consistent. Now, Here's the funny thing that I'm struck with as I'm saying this out loud is it sounds so obvious, right? You're like, Chase, you're basically giving me the building blocks. So like these are like four Lego bricks. And you're telling me to make a building. It's so basic. I'm just going to, you know, put these in a square and call it good because you've only given me four blocks. And yet, if I ask you to look deep into where you are right now in this process or where you were at some point or where you want to be, realize that saying these words and doing these things are different, right? If you want to publish a book, do not lock yourself in a room for six months and write. Start by sharing small ideas with friends and mentors and your community on social media. Then graduate to short stories or write blog posts. Write for yourself and for other people. Journal in the morning and try and put some small 500-word pieces out in the world, right? It's a lot like lifting weights. You got to work your way up to it or you're going to pull a muscle. Most people I know whinge about that pulled muscle have to take time away from their practice because they injured themselves psychologically, metaphorically, conceptually, and before they know it, they're back at square one. By contrast, hitting send on something small regularly, not only do you just exercise and flex your creative muscles, you actually get better at the sharing part of it, at sharing and tackling larger bits, larger projects, larger pieces, stuff that's higher up on the food chain. The riskiest but most rewarding work that you will ever do in your life is on the other side of starting small. So remember, success is fleeting and I don't know who said this, but failure is never permanent. 
whatever response your work elicits, when you do put it out there, even if it's a wild success, you ought to remind yourself that age old phrase, this too shall pass. And when you're developing this sharing mindset that I'm getting on about today, I want you to think authentically. I want you to think vulnerably because learning to embrace, you know, both authenticity and vulnerably, this is an effort in and of itself. This takes time. This takes practice. Success doesn't just happen, not for anybody. People think that success is like winning the lottery. They actually, those people who think like that, most of them don't have any real idea of how much work happens before someone becomes widely recognized for their craft. It is not the lottery. Like, oh, this person knows somebody or this person um, got a lucky break or was a one hit wonder. Most of those people have been grinding away for 10 years in their basement and it's just now coming to light. And sure, there may be a one-off hit, but the world does not, the world knows, right? The world favors those who put in the work and the time. That's not to say exceptions don't happen, but we're not here for the exceptions. We are here for the rules. Brene Brown was practicing her craft and building her own community way longer before the TED Talk that led to her early viral fame, right? Tim Ferriss plans every step of each book launch months and months in advance, lining up, you know, dozens of podcast interviews and media appearances. It's very strategic. He plans every step along the way. And otherwise, he does everything in his power to support the fruits of that labor. In this process, he has learned to become his own best ally. So whether it's Renee or Tim or anyone else you're thinking of, they've been putting in the time and so should you. Now, regardless of your project or your creative process, it's essential to cultivate a love for what you've made and to recognize the value in this, not just for you, but for others. If you're not feeling it, maybe it's a sign to recalibrate. I'm not here to tell you. I'm here to help you become more aware. Once you are making the work you were born to make, that resistance starts to become a background aspect not something in the foreground. Once you practice making stuff and sharing it over and over, it becomes a part of you. You become more willing, more open, and I'll dare say it, excited to put it out in the world, regardless of the consequences. Because sharing honors the work and gives it life beyond sitting on a shelf and or walking away. Do yourself and your work this service. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing couple days. I'll be back in your ears shortly. Until the next time, I bid you adieu. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show and or Chase Jarvis, Creative Live, any of that stuff on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. I want to take a second to say thank you. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away 
all of that has a collective massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing for the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. Together.